Welcome back to Absolute Comics. My name is Benny, that is Sal, and we get together on a weekly basis to discuss the news going on in the world of comic books, from superhero TV shows to movies to comic books themselves to just rumors. We have an hour-long podcast that goes live at twitch.tv slash comicstorian every Tuesday at about 5 p.m. Eastern, and it's been going on now, if you if you even include our original show, for like 21,000 years at this point. <laughs> We've been doing yep. this for way too long! Yeah, and it's thanks to the grace of you guys being awesome. Thank you so much. Today's sponsor. Oh, I moved it. Oh, you know what? Oh, the no. Gamersubs. Gamersubs. The gamers. Yeah, see? They so have shirts, too. They have shirts to go with the waifus. So, Gamersubs. They've got sustainable bars. They're coming out Friday. This video will be live after that. They're amazing. They're high protein energy bars that taste like Rice Krispie treats. If you care about macros like I do, it's like 14 grams of carbs and like 20 grams of protein. They're great. They've also got very not chalky energy drinks with fun names such as Gamer Farts or Titty Milk. Both of those are great. But they also have traditional ones like citrus lemonade and fruit punch if you don't want to get ballsy. Anyway. (laughs) But they also sell shaker cups with custom artwork of waifus i say waifus because they're called waifu cups and they sell t-shirts for it so here's the t-shirts which by the way sal i've been wearing a lot more of these anime shirts recently and i got a comment that somebody's like i love watching benny embrace being an otaku over the last (laughs) five years and i'm just like i find that hilarious because I've never, like, this isn't even a plug for shirts or anything like that. We did the plug. Go use the code COMICS at checkout. Get 10% off of your order. Um, yeah. My wardrobe has always consisted of vintage shirts or things like you're wearing. Because even as a kid, I've never cared what people think about what I'm wearing when I'm generally nope. walking around. The reason I didn't wear a lot of anime shirts is it just made more sense for my brand to wear Batman and Superman and The Flash. The reason I wear more of them on screen now is I care far less. But I do want to say for those people who like the, 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 the cool shirts, the anime shirts, the Batman shirts, have a normal wardrobe. Not everyone will understand that you don't care, and sometimes you need them to care. So, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't wear a waifu shirt to like a business meeting. No, no, I selectively know when to wear this. Like when I go yeah. when I go talk to my real estate partners, I don't. I got a button up. Like I don't <laughs> the primary guy is like fifty seven. He does. He would not get. He this. won't get it. Yeah. <laughs> so I just want to let you does. know. Don't give a crap what anyone thinks what you're wearing. Wear whatever you want to wear. The reason I started to wear more anime and manga shirts is because I get compliments on those. I I was talking to a buddy because he gets them too. We started wearing them more and more. And it's weird. I feel like it's people who want to wear those shirts but don't want to wear them in public. 100%. But but if I wear like a Batman shirt, no one says anything normally. But if I wear like a waifu shirt, it's like, dude, I love your shirt. Or I, yeah. ju- I get a lot of women that compliment the waifu stuff. When I, was, I have this waifu cup hoodie that they put out. It's got all the faces, nothing lewd, just faces. Okay. And then like uh, uh, blossoms down the side. And oh, a nice. woman is like, I love your hoodie. Where did you get it? So I started wearing these more because people started complimenting me on them. Yeah. As proven by the guy who commented on Absolute Comics when I wore her shirt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Every time I break out my Spider-Man wallet, yeah. people who can't get away with having them go like oh my god you have a spider-man wall that's awesome hell yes i'm like yeah it's nice and it's not velcro like it's yeah. a real wallet i i don't know I, I like i know i wear what i wear and i get away with what i want to w- do whatever i want to do partially yeah. because of our line of work sal yeah. like my tattoos the full sleeves certain jobs this wouldn't fly that's actually why i don't go past the cuff or the neck yeah it's because it wouldn't fly 
That's um, right. But I wonder, I wonder some days if this would still be my primary wardrobe if I like right. had a normal, like if I was a manager at some store or something like that. Would I, I don't think so. I mean, like when you used to work at GameStop, I think this is the same, you'd look, you look pretty much like you would if you worked at GameStop. If you were managing at GameStop, you'd look like this. No, well, no, back in my day, we had to wear polos. You had to get polos. Yeah, back then, but eventually <laughs> you'd graduate into this period where it's like, you can get away with that. Yeah. So I, I always wonder about that. But that, that based on the people who manage the GameStops near me, uh, the, the, the professional decorum has gone out the window. <laughs> like, it's I, just dressed like you shop at the GameStop. And I'm like, I, that's fair. I've ended up at TikTok GameStop, GameStop TikTok, where they just make fun of GameStop while working at GameStop. And they're all wearing yeah. very normal stuff. Right. Yeah. It's weird. So, um, but we're going to move forward now, guys, because we are in a bit of a time crunch. I hurt my back and I got to go get it looked at in literally 35 minutes from now. So. Today's Fair. topics are going to be stuff involving Captain Marvel, stuff involving Ryan Reynolds and Deadpool 3, more Deadpool 3 news, then we're going to talk about comicbook.com and Kevin Feige, and then we're going to talk about Jason Momoa. But before we get into that, Sal, you said you read Dark Crisis 6, which I also I read today. Yeah. How did you feel it? about it? It's not great, man. I don't think it was bad. It wasn't bad, I, but it wasn't great. It's just a... It's I. I don't know if I like this or not because I feel like yeah. this is this was the line. This was probably supposed to be the end for Dark Crisis because Seven's the ending, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think this was supposed to be the end. But Joshua Williams, Joshua Williamson, I was gonna call him Josh because we're friendly with him. But you know, yeah, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Joshua Williamson obviously wanted a fight issue. So this issue, every issue has a big fight in it. No, but this whole issue is the big fight. <laughs> this issue is the big fight. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. You're right. Every issue has a big fight. This issue is nothing but a big fight, and then one good moment, like that wasn't a fight, which was Superman yeah. preventing the. I don't want to go too deep into it. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. It. I don't know how I feel about Dark Crisis as a whole. That's, no. I think, my issue at this point. Because we've had nothing since Dark Crisis 6 and that weird Young Justice tie-in. Yeah. So we've just had dead space of no way to like remember this is even happening. Oh, I know. I know. There's another Dark Crisis type tie-in because someone references they, a significant plot point takes place in this book in another tie-in. Someone's like, <laughs> oh... Like the whole damn time, Pariah has been led by the dark, by, by uh, the great darkness. The right. great darkness has been leading Pariah. Somebody runs into the room and yells, "It's not the great darkness! It's all in Pariah's head. He's making it up." Wait, and that, then it's like, "What side issue is that?" I, I I don't know, but it says it has a little thing where it's like that happens in this in this tie-in, and I'm like, "I'll get the right, get right out of town." Hold on, I'm pulling that up now. Where is that? Yeah. Cause yeah, I, 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 I mean, I had to skim read it ahead before the show today. So yeah. I, like, and when I speed read, which is super easy when it's all a fight issue, oh, uh, sure. <laughs> sometimes yeah. I'll miss the little things. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. There it is. Dark crisis. Number six. Do you remember, do you have any idea where it was happening? I'm, I'm looking right now. I think it is. Here we go. Uh, page 14. Uh, Jonathan Kent says, but this isn't the great darkness. It's Pariah's own, insa own insanity, his own power gone mad, as revealed in Dark Crisis, the deadly green, paying attention. On page four, oh, my digital must be different from your digital. Yeah, well, it doesn't include any ads. <laughs> oh, that's right, there's no ads in digital. Oh, there it is, yeah. What is the dark greatness, the deadly green? I'm assuming that's a book involving Swamp Thing. I mean, I assume as well, but I, I didn't see it solicited. Also, you may want to put that in there. Yeah. Like, what is this? <laughs> it's also the second time that's happened in this series where a character runs in. I think it happened in issue five. Where so a character runs in and goes, 
the thing that you thought was happening isn't happening because of what happened over there. And I'm right. like, okay. Okay, I found it. It looks like that book also came out today. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm not... Oh, it's even funnier because in... In in this book, in this book. No, the, it came out October 4th. Okay, but you want to know something even funnier? Yeah. I'm going to show you guys this. You're going to love this. It's not It's not supposed to take place before, according to Amazon. Oh, well, Amazon's in... I mean... Amazon yeah. has the listing of Dark Crisis. Oh, right? cool. Yeah. It goes six, then Dark Crisis, the Deadly Green. Oh, my God. <laughs> So they themselves have it happening after six. Yeah. And then it goes the dark army. Then it's war zone. Mm-hmm. So now we're just going into a weekly spinoff territory. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I, I oh, don't, cool. I, I don't know what to think of. This. I should have read it. I'm looking yeah. at it right now. The upside down man's in there, man. I should have read this. I, I didn't catch it either because I literally look every week to find a Dark Crisis title because I send it over to the writer and be like, hey, here's the Dark Crisis title because we, we try to put those out speedy, like right away. Yeah. Yeah, Tiffany would love this. Damn. That's so... Okay. So now I got to read well, that and see what's even going on. I, but this yeah. goes back to what I'm saying. Dark Crisis is at a point where it's just... I like the idea behind it, but I feel like it either needed to be shortened so it just yep. happened, or you needed to include more tie-ins. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Because that's the, the, the issue I think we're running into. Because like, what I think Axe did well was there was a tie-in every week or a main issue every week, so you were constantly reminded Axe is going on, and then other yeah. books were happening concurrently, like Spider-Man running into Gwen Stacy happened right. concurrently with Axe. So regardless of your overall opinion of Axe and its relevance to the overall Marvel landscape. You were never you were never made to forget it existed. While Dark yeah. Crisis, as much as I love this story, there's it's they're constantly like the rest of the universe is ignoring that it's happening. Yeah. Marvel over here is like, oh, hey, Tony, what's going on? I have a ghost of Gwen Stacy here. What should I do? Oh yeah, I know. No, oh, yeah. everybody like at the very least, Axe made sure, even if Marvel like only half promoted it, that like you can't ignore it and it's it, it happened. It, it's part of the lineup. And there's no other event that's like abutting it and drawing uh, attention away from it or deliberately contradicting it or saying like, oh, yeah, no, by the way, like that all wraps up. You're fine. Don't worry about it. Like right. Flashpoint Beyond did. Like DC, it's like DC wanted to have Dark Crisis come out, but also didn't want to have anything to do with it. It's really <laughs> weird because like they didn't promote it. Like there's no plug. There's, there's nothing. It's just right. like here. It just it just comes out. Dude, this is and, a problem that I'm having with DC right now in general. We literally yeah. just discussed this yesterday with Super Sons. They're right? not promoting that crap anywhere. Black no. Adam got promotion. Gotham Knights got promotion. But their big event in the comics. Yeah. I Look, I know it's happening because this is my job. But right. I, I am far less aware of events that are happening due to the fact that I now have like four other channels and two other jobs that I'm doing on the side. True. All, True. all, all good. Don't worry. Benny's not just, I'm not working yeah. at Target on the off hours, but I'm <laughs> busy. And so yeah. I constantly forget Dark Crisis is a thing because it's not happening. It's yeah. not concurrently going. I'll pick up Batman and he's dealing with failsafe over in Gotham right. or I'll pick up yep. the green. There's no Green Lantern right now, but you know what I'm saying? No. Or Nightwing. Nightwing's dealing with Bloodhaven. 
They yeah, take it yeah. over. Or at Batman versus Robin, he's fighting a demon Robin. And no one talks about Dark Crisis outside of, once in a while we get an asterisk. This happens before Dark Crisis. Right. Oh, does it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing, and they're not doing a good job of reminding you that it's happening. No, it, 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 I, 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 would, I would actually believe it if they were like, we, we dissolve the marketing department. There is no marketing department. Because if there is a marketing department, they are just like having a blast, not doing a damn thing. Right. Our chat is bringing up the worlds without the Justice League. You're not wrong. Those, Those books exist. came out. And they, as far as I know, none of them have come out in a long time. No. Because they were doing or, a they were doing a dark crisis worlds without the Justice League Young Justice Flash. So during yeah. that first like th- two three months, there was a weekly dark crisis themed event happening. So you were constantly right. reminded. But I feel yeah. like since October, it's just dried the hell up. Not only that, but like the books come out. That's not enough of a promotion. Like, right. The promotion is that books are coming out, not that you use books coming out to be the promotion to tell you that other books are coming out. That's, that's not how you plug. You don't. You don't tell people that a that a bold new candy bar is coming out by releasing a pre candy bar. You yeah. need to tell people in signage, in commercials, in promotions, and that's not what they're doing. And Dark Crisis, like I guarantee you, that DC is having. I you know I'll bet there were no marketing department meetings about this about promoting this event, but I'll bet there's a big damn meeting at the end of this where they're like, how come Dark Crisis failed so bad? What did you do? I, right? I actually wonder how the numbers are doing because I'm not looking at this as a week-to-week sales thing. I'm wondering if it's as bad as we are seeing or if it's still just selling like crazy. And they're like, I bet it whatever. sells fine because like it's not a commitment. You know, it's like I can imagine Axe selling worse because every time, every, every week you go into the comic book store – Axe, 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 axe. You can be like, nah, I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that. I don't want to read that. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. the axe bump wouldn't have necessarily helped. Whereas Dark Crisis, every, like, month or so, you go, oh, look, Dark Crisis, oh, yeah. Oh, it's a thing oh, yeah. that's happening, right? <laughs> right, and it's, like, not a big commitment. They didn't even bother to make a Worlds Without a Justice League issue for every member of the Justice right, League yeah. they don't have Worlds for. Like, they, 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 they doubled up on some of them. Are you kidding me? I'm surprised that an event named Dark Crisis, there wasn't some weird Halloween tie-in. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, oh, by the way, here's a world where Black Lanterns are a thing again. You know, like, right. yeah. I mean, Necron is a villain in the Dark Army. It's I, I don't I don't understand. I don't understand what they're doing over there, and I'm I'm finding it as a DC fan difficult yeah. to maintain my hype for Dark Crisis. No, no. And this issue didn't do much to help me out. Know, no, it's just a big like, fight, which I, I like. I like the big fight, but I felt like this yeah. would have been fine if it was like Dark Crisis 5, two weeks later, six, two weeks later, seven. All right, cool. That was a huge fight. We moved right through it. But now yeah. it's just dragging it out. I just showed you there's two more tie-ins coming out. They're going to do yeah. that thing of like, well, we got we need more time to finish the story before seven where it ends. So and I'll bet there's s- an Omega issue oh, after yeah, the seventh probably. issue. So <sighs> uh, it's rough. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying, Kit Kat Sneak Attack in our chat. We're the marketing department. <laughs> it's true. I go yeah. read Dark Crisis. <laughs> yeah, go read it so we can talk about what, what the hell's going on because we're the only ones talking about it. We're, we're like, hey, remember Dark Crisis? As opposed to people who are like, Dark Crisis is bad because there's a black person in it. Or, you know, like, <laughs> what are you doing? I loved, dude, dude, you want to talk about just random? I'm not going to give any promotion to the people who did this, but no. I saw a, a video that was like, 
Uh, the Axe event is terrible. It's And right. so I, I started watching it. I didn't know who this channel was. I'd never heard of them. <laughs> and, it, and these just two guys that are just ranting about how it's terrible because there's no ramifications and it doesn't affect the Marvel Universe. And this is an embarrassment. And it's going to ruin Marvel for the entire year. And like, yeah. and I'm just like, what are, what are you talking about? Like... Mm -hmm. That was where my yeah. idea for making the video about how the reason why events don't matter is because they can't and they never have. Yeah. Like that was why that video idea came out of like how, cause these guys on this video that were whining about it are were like, looked like they were like us. They were the upper thirties, early forties. Yeah. And they're like, Oh my God, the event had no ramifications. And I'm like, you've obviously been reading comics for more than a year. Yeah. You know how, that. How could you possibly be surprised by that? Yeah. When I, when I made that comment last time, somebody made a comment in our comment section about the only event they can remember having ramifications was House of M. Right. And I, and I can even counter that because House of M did have ramifications for everyone that wasn't a mainline X-Men. Yep. <laughs> yeah, there was legitimately a bubble that was made around your favorite X-Men. Uh, it was so one they of those wouldn't be affected. For like two issues, they reflected on it, and then it came up occasionally as to why there was only a hundred of your favorite X Men left. I think the only of like a uh, X Men who was affected, who was an important X Men, was yeah. Jubilee. And Jubilee, her powers were fireworks. <laughs> yeah, they and then they made her a vampire. Was that what? It, was yeah. that what it was? That yeah. was what it was. They made her a vampire because they're like, well, she still has powers. Right. Well, we, well, she's still a character. Yeah. We got, and even we, then, like every the, like, then they kept doing random events that were like, let's undo House of M. <laughs> like, remember Avengers versus X Men, where they were like, the big surprise was we're gonna make new mutants. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there was and like never did. after it. No. No. It was like a couple of people with wings, and they were like, ah, never mind. And then there was like, uh, was it Pietro was like, I'm gonna do something. Remember the son of M or something like that? And it was like, yeah. oh, that'll that'll fix House of M. Nope. Didn't. And then. I don't know. I guess the la like the the final How nail in the coffin was final was 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 House of X was was uh, was yeah House of X powers of ten. Okay, I was gonna say, how did they officially do it? Because I know in Krakoa we now have thousands of X Men again. Yeah, no, it was just like everybody because yeah, they're they're it was actually really fun because like anybody who died during that time is back, and anybody who got depowered can die and come back. With their powers again, right? And that was anyone it. who okay. did like go. They went. They go into an arena, and it used to be Apocalypse would like slaughter them, and then they would wake up and they'd have powers again, and it'd just be like that never happened. And I'm like, okay. And it was a good way to bring it back. Yeah, but I think so. I, I'll admit that's the only event that seemingly had any lasting ramifications. But yeah. it was a convenient ramifications where it didn't right. affect anyone that mattered, and yeah. then they could use it as a plot device moving forward. So yeah. I mean, uh, Civil War had significant ramifications. It was it took until after Siege to repeal the Superhuman Registration Act. Right, but the Superhuman Registration Act stopped mattering. That was my problem with that one. Well, only yes, because it was still scrolls, around. Yeah, well, it was still around when needed, just like House of M was around when needed, but well, it was yeah. also easily ignored. Like, <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it, it was ignored in as much as you know, you were like, well, I still want to tell my stories about these characters, but like, right, you know. Secret Invasion was affected by Civil War. You know, like... Yeah. The entire run of New Avengers was disrupted by Civil War. You know, like, I'm sure there was a plan for Civil War or or for the New Avengers that involved, did not involve them all being hunted by the government and living in Doctor Strange's house, you know? And, like, it was a neat status quo change. And it lasted a long time. 
But they, again, haven't done any, but they haven't done anything like that in a very long time. And we're not going to go no. into that topic again. There's no reason yeah. to. Let's move forward to our main topics of the day because we're, wow, we're running out of time fast because we're just ranting about comics, Dark Crisis. Um, ahead of the yep. 2023 movie, The Marvels, Marvel's going to be releasing the first solo adventure of Monica Rambeau as Photon. Hmm. There's also a good chance that the character will be using the code name of Photon in the upcoming film. Okay. I mean, that's cool. I'm not going to lie. I know nothing about Monica Rambeau other than she exists. Right. Like, that's that's all I've got with her, really. Yeah, I mean, like, that's all that Marvel has really provided for most fans is, like, she exists, and she's, I guess, fun. Um, she was so un... I mean, like, she led the Avengers. She was part of the, like, uh, the, the Ultimates after they had co-opted that name in the main universe. Um she debuted, I think, in a in a, in a Spider Man comic book. Yeah, I think um, it was Spider Man, and she's, she's the first woman to be called Captain Marvel. Uh, and she was on Next Wave, which is the only right. Best she's been wave. around for a yeah. while. Oh, she's been around since the seventies. Yeah, like you know, uh, but but to not much. I mean, she has, and the, the thing is, she's been there. Like she right. has been. She was at, she was in Secret Wars. Like when people read Secret Wars, nineteen eighty four. They're, they're like, who the hell is that? Like, that's Captain Marvel, and that's Monica Rambeau. Right. There's nothing you can do to change that, you know? And it's like, she was Captain Marvel. There is a Marvel Epic Collection or, or, or something that collects her, and it's called Captain Marvel. It's her on the cover. And it was printed within the last couple of years. Like, she is a major character in the in the Marvel Universe if you want to count a character that's been around for 30 plus years. Right, uh, but, but not been a part of things like heavily, well, which and, is weird. It's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like that that whole period when like uh like people forget that Captain Marvel used to be Miss Marvel and Warbird. Right. Like everybody, yeah. oh woke movement in 2013 or whatever. Like no, she's been around for like 20 years, man. Yeah, no, no, exactly. Yeah, like Ca her becoming Carol Captain Danvers. Marvel is fine. Carol Danvers has yeah. been around for a while. If we're gonna use yeah. that argument, why isn't Captain America Colonel America? Like, <laughs> right, which he is in the zombies universe. Yeah, I know. Uh, but like, no, that that whole argument. I mean, the idea of like accusing them she has gone through so many different costume and name changes that is to say carol danvers that her being captain marvel is like the most logical change <laughs> i mean warbert binary Come i was on. reading kang dynasty to cover it on the channel and i oh, and i God. was like warbird and she conquered an underground nation yeah what yeah, <laughs> kang dynasty i thought about doing the same thing and i went through it i'm like oh jesus it's all over the place, man. It's classic, classic events where they're classic just like Avengers. A where thing it's is like, happening, but we're gonna go over. Like they fight like yeah. ne like nuclear zombies. Oh, Kang, Kang and Captain America are giants fighting each other. Oh, God. <laughs> also, I love how like that Warbird thing lasted way too long. Like there, there's a moment. I don't remember what book it's in. That's how disruptive it was. I remember Captain America calling her Warbird by accident. He's like, hey, Warbird, let's do this. And she's like, it's Ms. Marvel now. And it's like, I, I love that characters in the canon can't keep it straight. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, uh, like Hank. Yeah. When Hank decided to do his oh, multiple clone, like, I'm, now that, I'm Yellow Jacket, and now I'm this a giant man, and now... <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh. But what was it? I love that moment where, um, what was it? Iron Man's like, Hank, you know... He's like, all right, giant man, let's go. He's like, it's the wasp now because Janet yeah. died and I'm calling myself the wasp. Yeah. He's just like, Hank, I don't have time to deal with whatever <laughs> yeah. meltdown you're having right Whatever's now. Whatever's going like, on, just we got to go fight aliens, man. Let's yeah. do this. <laughs> keep, it, keep it together, man. So great. 
Anyway. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, fun side note, the whole, because someone in our chat made the joke of Ms. Marvel yeah. as opposed to Miss Marvel. Well, it is Ms. Well, so I didn't know there was a difference between Mrs., Miss, and Ms. Yes. I didn't until I just said Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel mm-hmm. as a Kamala Khan made a video, and there was someone who was highly offended that I <laughs> said Miss and not well, Ms. And, I, I mean, and they're like, Ms. is how you properly say it, as yeah. Ms. implies no way of knowing if they're married or not and is a way yes. to even out Mr. and Ms. And I'm like, exactly. that makes sense. I've never freaking heard of that. And I Googled yeah. it, and I'm like, that's a thing? Like, Oh, yeah. No, this is and, like 2012, Sal. This is like... Th- this <laughs> was set up in the 60s or 70s. Yeah. Like, they set up the Miz moniker, which, by the way, is really cool. And if these, like, people who bang on the, you know, bang on their lecterns and piss and moan about, like, l- about woke politics, like, when they established Carol Danvers as Ms. Marvel in her first debut book, Ms. Marvel in the 70s? Yeah. It was to be a feminist book. Like because the the term Ms at that time was a feminist was a feminist symbol that said I am like representing myself and I have no attachment one way or the other. And it's like, yo, that sounds like somebody put in some woke gender politics uh, into their comic say, book. I, I don't want to deep dive into the woke argument. But no, no, no. But it's that, like, that's that where my argument comes in. years ago. That, that's my argument. It's like, if you think comics are woke now, then you just started reading comics. Exactly. Because we've had feminist comics. We've had Black Panthers from like the 60s and the 70s time yeah. frame. Like, we've had all these characters and they've been doing this stuff forever. Yeah. But now yeah. it's woke. Now right. it's now woke. it's woke because I didn't understand it when I was a child. Right. Or I wasn't born yet, and nothing exists I, unless the biggest it's example I use is like the X Men. Yeah. The X Men yeah, were just X-Men. created as a civil rights movement, which is why right. when people come at me, they're like, "Oh, woke comics now." I'm just you haven't been reading comics, and I just laugh about it. Yeah. Did but you that's know? A different, that's, that's a different debate for another day. Yeah. I've mentioned that recently that I did a lot of research to find out how woke yeah. comics are now, and the percentage of comics that you would consider woke is minuscule compared yeah. to Batman's just fighting robot Batman right now. Go check it out. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Did you know that Star Trek may actually have something to say besides going into space? <gasps> oh, Star Trek is always my funniest because that was always supposed to be the ideal. Uh, Star Trek is always about it. It was always the ideal future, which meant everyone's on an equal playing field. Like every, like there's no inequality. That's the whole point of Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyway, yeah. anyway, let's move on. Uh, Ryan Reynolds said in an interview that the idea for Hugh Jackman returning as the Wolverine in Deadpool 3 was actually something that Ryan proposed to Kevin Feige four years ago when pitching the threequel. Fate just lined up that the Fox deal went through and that Hugh Jackman actually wanted to express interest in returning to the role. I mean, that's cool, but I think we kind of assumed that. This is yeah. actually from an article, guy. We're not... These are pulled... I want to state real quick, we're not making up these headlines. We're no. pulling headlines into it. <laughs> yeah. Apropos of that, if we don't want to even discuss that, I just watched an interview with Ryan Reynolds from, like, today or yesterday in which he said, this is the last time I'm playing Deadpool, by the way. Well, that makes sense. I mean, and most like, superheroes go three times. Right, but I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You mean it's over? Like, there's not going to be a Deadpool in Secret Wars or in an X-Men movie coming down the line or, you know, some Deadpool team-up movie. Like, you're done? Like, it's Deadpool 3 from Uh, Marvel Studios, and then we're done? Yes, I believe that. Because what's the number one reason people stop playing these roles? They're loaded on money, and they don't need to, and they're bored. I was just watching... uh, 
so, I mean, I'll, I'll get the official name. There's a show from Rob McAhenney and Ryan Reynolds on Hulu. Okay. Mm. okay. It's about Wex, uh, Wrexham. Re- Wrexham. It's a, it's a, it's a Wales. Co- oh, that's my hero academia. Uh, it's a thing in Wales. It's a place in Wales. Wrexham or Wexham. It's yeah, W R Wrexham. Yeah, okay. Yeah. They made, uh, I'm going to say and butcher it, documentary <laughs> of yeah. they bought a football club over there. Football is in soccer for us Americans and how they're trying to make it a success. Okay. Welcome to Wrexham. There it is. Okay. Okay. And the reason I say I believe this is the joke at the start of it from Rob McAhenney is that he wanted to get a sports club of something. And he found this and he thought it'd be fun to try and work on this and make it a thing. Yeah. But he didn't have the money once he did research. He's like, I, I have TV star money. I don't have the money. I don't have money to afford this. What I needed was, and then he shows a clip of Ryan Reynolds, movie star money. And it shows Ryan Reynolds in a movie. And he goes, uh, you, you know, and I needed superhero money. And it showed him his Deadpool. And he's like, and I needed, you know, cellular phone money. And it shows Mint Mobile. And he's yeah. like, and I needed, you know. Uh, liquor baron money and it shows aviation <laughs> gin and he and he goes through like 10 of the ventures that ryan reynolds has yeah. run <laughs> Just and to i like, saw yeah. and i saw that and i'm like ryan reynolds never ever he's not gonna johnny depp this he never no. has to worry about money again and that's true <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. that's why i believe he's gonna do what he planned which was three deadpools and I and they'll pay him a boatload to maybe show up for a single cameo, but he's done with the role. But I will give him credit for one thing. He respected the fact that Deadpool never takes off the mask. Right. Never. Yeah. So you could replace him and just never take off the mask. Mm-hmm. Like you you could do that. This of all well, the true. superheroes yeah. to get away with. Uh, okay. You get that's someone an who point. and think about this. He, 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 what about going forward? He says he's never going to play him. What if he's just going to voice him? Right. You just, just got body double step in. to do everything for him. I mean, like, isn't that what they could have done at any point with uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Where it's like, we put you... Most uh, extreme case scenario, we go to your house, we set up a little green room, and we show you in the helmet. Right, but they made the decision to kill him. Right. So that's a, that's a different decision. Oh, I know. I'm just saying, like, they didn't have to kill him. If no, he and wanted- I agree. I, I 100% yeah. agree with you on that one. You could, you could have even got someone to just do the voice of Tony Stark. If you got it close enough, it wouldn't even matter. Um, yeah. I, I, no, we would have called on it, but at the same time, it, I would have still- been pretty upset. But, but uh, you could have done it, is my point. Like, yeah, the general I'll, public yeah. wouldn't even notice, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but part of Deadpool is the fact that it is Ryan Reynolds and he is, like, participating and interacting. Like, I think it's so important for him to be on set and to react to lines and to come up with stuff on the day and in the moment. Like if you, if you just have like a stunt actor or like, you know, somebody stand in for him and just do the things that are on the page and have Ryan Reynolds just come up with like bits of business in the recording booth. It's a lot more, it's, it's a lot less liberating and it's a lot more like, I think taxing. I think he'd be more stressed out about doing that because he's like, well, there's less fun I can have here. I'm yeah. just reading lines, and then there's somebody else's lines. You know, I mean, and you're right, and I, I, I don't want to. I feel like I don't want to see him. I think he, that's one of the greatest castings either. on a superhero ever. I mean, the best castings: RDJ, yeah, uh, Chris Evans, yeah, Hugh Jackman, yep, Charles Xavier, uh, Patrick Stewart, yep, and Hemsworth, Ryan Reynolds. I think are the yeah. are the best castings, like Easily. the perfect castings. No question. Like, yeah. So, 
I don't yeah. want to see him go, but if we, I mean, if we have to run into a situation of having no Captain America, no Deadpool, no Iron Man, no Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and, cause, because we haven't, after the runaway success, the, the phenomenon that was No Way Home, for them to not go, for them to not end No Way Home with Spider-Man will return is just a mistake. Just a straight yeah. up, like, then, then you don't know what you have. Yeah. Stupid. But, all right, let's move forward here because I am on that tighter timetable. Yes. Uh, Sean Levy, after yes. Stranger Things and after Deadpool 3, has been greenlit to do a Star Wars movie, which is exciting because the Star Wars movies have gone dead. There's no Star Wars movies. Like they, they're, they're not even shows. announced. We don't know that they're working on any. They're just dead. Yeah. Yep. Just they don't make them. If they make them, honestly, I don't know about you, and you let me know what you think about this, but I think if you're going to make Star Wars movies – they should be trilogies that are epics that follow the Campbellian formula. Like, they should just be space fantasy epics. Yeah. Like, no more. Like, now that you have Disney+, Plus, you know, Andor, some would say, is a more successful Rogue One. You know, like, yeah. Rogue One has its fans, and I, I, I've, I've come to respect what they did. I like but Rogue One. I like Rogue One, too, but, like... Okay. It you know eh, like but it but it didn't it didn't catch the way they thought like mo- like Disney thought oh a, a Star Wars movie a year those will each make like Star right. Wars money and they don't and it's like but they still cost Star Wars money to make but if they figured out how to make Star Wars shows or smaller Star Wars movies in the form of shows then the movies should only be for lack of a better term Skywalker saga movies. Yeah, you? no, I that was my complaint with what they did. I get, try to throw everything out that make take the movies and make them the fantastical Star Wars, the big ones. Yeah, the ones that can only be told in a like two and a half hour, three picture chunk where every Christmas or May you are going to see Star Wars. Like they need to event up Star Wars again and make it exciting and happy. Like they need to make it a, like a family experience again. To, like, want to go. Because, like, for at least the first two new trilogy movies, yeah, that was the case. Like, Force Awakens and Last Jedi, people were like, I'm going to see Star Wars. Yeah, it was like you planned it for it months in advance like you do with a lot of the Marvel movies. Right, you know? right, yeah. But Black even Panther, now, like, for the record, is the first one that I've planned, like, four weeks in advance that I'm going on this yeah, day to this I time. I can't get tickets. They're, they're, they're gone. They're, they're yeah. all gone. I told I mentioned it to you last week. I said, Sal, check. I call. I, I'm, I'm gonna pull. I told you so. I told you. I so. know. I know. <laughs> I'm gonna have to watch it at like 10 o'clock in the morning or something, which is probably a better time to see it anyway. No, it but, is. Uh, I'm, go, I'm going at a 3 p.m. on Thursday so that Dan and I can just do that and go get food. Right. So. <laughs> yeah, but Spider-Man movies, like I honestly, I, I love Homecoming and Far From Home, but I don't think the Home trilogy is epic enough. No. To like, it, it's not like seeing. Spider-Man two and three in the theater. Now three, we were we were bamboozled because three is terrible. But we all still went. Like everybody went to see Spider-Man yeah. three. Like it was still an event. Homecoming. I think people were excited, but it was still like, yeah. But it's a Marvel movie. Now it's part of the Marvel experience. Yeah. We were all expecting home, the normal Marvel rotation, which is yeah. what the first two really were. Yeah. The and, third and one's what blew just, it out the doors. Exactly. And Spider-Man Far From Home was just like Spider-Man European Vacation. Like oh, 
This is less exciting <laughs> and big than I thought it was going to be. Like, I never thought about it, but it's like National Lampoon Spider-Man. Yeah. It's, yes. It's like, oh, okay. I mean, it's cool and I uh, like it, but it's like I want that kind of mundanity in my college trilogy Spider-Man. Where, right, it's like, right. where, where it's like, oh, no, Jack-O-Lantern is the villain and he's trying to bang cat, uh, Black Cat. That's the movie. <laughs> You know, or like the whole, th- or all to the trilogy is who is the hobgoblin, and right. and I'm trying to fight Hammerhead or Vulture or you know, not Vulture, but um, hell, bring back Vulture, end that whole Morbius thing. The, getting off track, uh, but Star Wars needs to be an event again, and the way to do that is to be like we're only doing trilogies, and the trilogy is going to be big. That's it. Or I, I, you know, I agree. I do think we should get our trilogy. I don't think they're going to try that again. Mm-hmm. So make that one movie incredible. Right. And leave enough open that we could go trilogy, yeah. but make us one incredibly packed event Star Wars movie. I, I think you got to plan because, like, that's the problem, right? Because Last Jedi, right? But you you could plan for a solo movie that has the potential for sequels. Look at Matrix One. Yeah, they had no idea that they were getting sequels, but there was more than enough to make sequels on. Now right, there's a debate suck. about those. Yeah, ter- those, those there's those a debate about two or three being any good, but <laughs> it was yeah, set and up that's to what be. We a- need to not have happen, you know, like. <laughs> The, the second Star Wars movie is one of everyone. It's the best sequel. Is one of the best sequels ever made. You know, it's like Godfather Two, and and Empire Strikes Back. I mean, you, you met, we literally said the other day, what was your rainy day movie? And you said Empire, Empire Strikes Back, yeah. right? And like Return of the Jedi, no one's favorite Star Wars movie, but still at least caps the trilogy in a satisfying way. Vader's right. vanquished, the Emperor's defeated, bears, whatever. Like we're in. We're, at that point, people were like, and the space battles are dope, and the chicken walkers are cool. Like, there's nothing wrong with Return of the Jedi. Swoop bikes, we finally got those. That's awesome. But it's not as, like, narratively satisfying as A New Hope or Empire. Right. But it, but it still doesn't, but it doesn't suck. Like, it's not the it's not Rise of Skywalker, where it's like, I, I don't like the prequels at all. And I'm never going to be convinced otherwise. I'm sick of your comments. Don't bro- don't bother. <laughs> at this point, you either like or hate them. There's no convincing right. you otherwise. Legitimately You've in the seen comments, them, like, Sal. don't bother. Uh, but I don't, uh, I don't mind the first pre- episode one and three. <laughs> okay. I mind all of them. But, uh, you know, um, but everyone agrees that, that Rise of Skywalker is garbage. Like, I hate the prequels but, but Rise of Skywalker sucks. Yeah, I, in general, <laughs> it was a terrible capping. But yeah, I agree. It's just a bad we need, movie. We need a big thing again. And I think yeah. a Sean Levy, single one that could go into sequels is the way to go. The only Give thing, us I, one. Don't don't plan. I, I say outline three. Put everything yeah. you need to make the first one a complete movie and yeah. go from there. Yeah. That's what I say. I, my problem is Sean Levy, uh, did he make The Atom Project? Because if we're looking at Free Guy and The Atom Project, both those movies are ugly. They are ugly, lousy. The, he made SNL both of those. Movies. I liked Free Guy, but Free Guy was trying to go for that GTA kind of yeah, look. Free it Guy was tra- funny, kind yeah. of, but it was still like it was. It didn't look good. You know, it wasn't like holy crap, this is like immersive. It, you know, Ready Player One is basically just Free Guy on steroids. Like it's yeah. just like references and a very like very basic plot. And it's like, oh, Free Guy is ugly. The CG sucks. It's just really bad looking. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to see that Star Wars. Like, Star Wars should be... Star Wars changed the game for special effects. If you're not cutting edge, if, if, you're, if you're making Star Wars and you're not changing the game, or at the very least, maintaining 
then why waste my time? Right. And sh- and I'm worried that Sean Levy, who did a great job with Stranger Things, but I don't watch Stranger Things for the incredible effects. <laughs> you know, I watch Stranger no, Things for the No, when they go crazy to- effects, it kind of loses me a little bit. Like, when they went into the Upside Down, I was like, okay, it's cool, but now we're just in CG landscape. Like, this isn't... Yeah, yeah. The practical yeah. effects in the first couple of seasons what made those really good for me because it looked real. Even though I know they were CG. Yeah. You, you used it so sparingly that when it did happen, it looked incredible, you know? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So... Uh, next up, because I got to run through these one in a little bit of a hurry because I got to yep. run. Here we go. Um, we had an interview with Kevin Feige where he said that he's very excited for the next phase of movies with Kang as the villain in the multiverse saga. So he, based on what we said about the problems of Phase Four and how he's yeah. been going in every direction, it, we are officially multiverse saga. And I know he said that a few months ago, yeah. But he's sticking to it. So <laughs> yes, yes, and like him saying that Kang is like the villain makes me kind of concerned because I'm like, is Kang the main villain of Secret Wars? He's got to be. I guess I, he I will feel be. like Kang is going to take the Doctor Doom role. Even if they introduce Doctor Doom, I yeah. feel like they're planning something bigger with him. I think you're right because, I mean, like, as much as everyone in the comments is going to be like, no, nope, Doctor Doom's the main villain. Doctor Doom's going to be the main villain. I, I think that it, it will feel like, b- besides you, the audience member, filling in the gaps and going, like, no, it's perfect for Doctor Doom because of these comic books I read. Like, right. narratively speaking, in this movie series, like, Doctor Doom will will show up in Fantastic Four, maybe, even though they've said he's not going to be the villain of the Fantastic Four movie. And then two movies later, his like he's just going to have his own movie where he fights everybody. Yeah, I, I think so. I feel like what they're going to do because if you actually think about how we got to Secret Wars, yeah, you would need to establish to get to get to where Doctor Doom organically makes sense. Yes. Okay. You would need to have introduced the Fantastic Four this phase. 100%. We would need to have him start working behind the scenes to get to Secret Wars, to see that conflict with him and Reed, which is why I think what they're going to do is take Kang, put him as the main villain of Secret Wars, because yes. you could easily swap that around. If you don't have the Reed Richards, Doctor Doom uh, yeah. dynamic, you could put right. any villain in that role if you build it up properly. Yeah. I think he's yeah. going to be our Secret Wars villain, and then we're going to do something else with Doctor Doom. There's always room for more Doom. There's yeah. room for Doom. And I think they don't want to. They don't want to introduce him and get rid of him because whoever is at the end of Secret Wars is going to be like Thanos. They're going to be gone. Yeah, either killed or gone. We're not getting them back. Yeah, we're not going to have Kang pop up in every in like every third Marvel movie going like I'm still alive. Like that'll be lame. <laughs> I'm a time traveler. <laughs> yeah, I, literally, there's, there's infinite numbers of me. I don't think so. So because they didn't bother doing the Fantastic Four or Doom, I don't think they're. I think they want to take time because that's a, that's a very very. Good relationship in the comics. Yes. I don't think it should go. Uh, by the way, we've been setting up Kang, but now that Doom's here, he's in charge. Yeah, what? No, a, and then he's gone because he'll be gone after that. Like one hundred percent. No, there, there's a there's a moment in uh, the original Secret Wars movie four where um, Captain America goes to face off against Doctor Doom, and he goes, "It's just you and me, Doom, the way it should be." And I'm like, "Bitch, you ain't you ain't a Doctor Doom character. Like Captain America, <laughs> you don't fight Doctor Doom, right?" And it's like, so. that's how it'll feel if you watch Secret Wars and Doctor Doom's like, all right, I'm going to fight Iron Man when he comes yeah. back from the multiverse. Like, that's cool, but like, it's not earned. It's not going to feel good. It, w- it won't feel like if they set up Kang properly with phase five and then into six, this will be, this will be much better. Yes. So, all right. We, next up, last thing on the list here, Jason Momoa was asked how he feels about everything happening with DC with Cavill, James Gunn, and Peter Safran. Um, and he, and he, all he said was, there's going to be a lot of cool things coming up, and, uh, and one of my dreams will come true will be happening under their watch, so stay tuned. I'm just more excited for the DC. What does that mean? Now, so. That's cool. Like, no, they, it's all good news. Everything that yeah. we come in, we're hearing from DC is like, 
All right. I mean, it's it's very non-committal. It's very vague, but still like, all right, okay, sounds good. It's not like right. th- there have been every time I hear something from the Sony camp, I'm like, oh god. Like every time. There's no <laughs> good news from Sony outside of like even the good news about the Into the Spider-Verse like it's delayed. Like it's never great yeah. news from Sony. But with DC, like every time I'm hearing something, even though they haven't they haven't produced anything, I'm not seeing anything. They're like, here's an idea. Uh we're going to make the movies good. And the characters are going to be <laughs> the characters you recognize. And it's like, yeah. What what a what a revolution! Why did it take you ten years to get here? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, that's a that's a novel concept. I hope they execute it properly. Yay! But that is today's episode of Absolute Comics, guys. Thank you so much for all of these years. The reason I brought that up at the beginning, we're not anniversary or anything. It's just Sal and I realized I at the beginning of this how long <laughs> we've been doing this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But thank it's you guys true. so much. We appreciate your continued support right here. Make sure you like, subscribe, and hit that notification bell if you're watching this on Absolute Comics. If you're watching this on your podcast network, make sure you give us a good review if you really like the show. And always check out our sponsors if you want to keep the show going. Gamer Subs is a great replacement for your energy drink, and I am a really big fan of them, as you can tell. Uh, all right, well, we'll see you guys next time right here. <laughs>